This is episode 433 of The Ziggler Show, and today we have Zig talking about an area of competence we must all have if we are going to achieve the success we'd like, effective communication, but not just getting info to another person, but you connecting with another person or an audience. This is fundamental to true success and in our culture today, very much a lost art, tragically, but not for you. It's why you're here now. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, host of The Ziggler Show, and today you and I have the opportunity to upgrade our true performance. Nobody teaches good communication skills anymore. I mean, this, this falls under personal relationship skills. I mean, there's not one out of 10,000 parents who do it. I don't think there's one out of 10,000 school teachers who do it. And it's just not an inherent skill that any of us naturally have. I mean, you may have more of a propensity to do a better job than others, but on a scale from one to 10, the best natural communicator might be a four or a five compared to one who's a truly learned communicator as Zig is going to talk to us about today. We don't expect good communication skills these days in our culture, I don't think. But oddly, uh, there are few, if any, people who are listened to by many, by you, by me, who did not have specific 
communication, teaching, and training. I mean, Zig Ziglar, he invested gobs of time and money to learn how to communicate well because he had a message he cared about, a message he knew could provide value. Uh, One of his quotes is, if you have a product or service, and I'll say a message that you believe will help people, it's your moral obligation to sell it, but you can't sell it. You can't influence others. You can't influence your kids, your wife, anybody, your coworkers, your boss, your employees, nobody, unless you have good communication skills, not, or you can't do it as effectively, I would say. So show me anyone with a top ranked podcast, anyone who's paid to speak on stage, anyone with radio or TV show exposure and odds are 9,999 out of 10,000 of them have gotten specific teaching and training in effective communication. And yes, I make up all my stats on the spot, but that helps give you the point. Okay. This is not a mere tip or idea. This is, this is training and communication we're talking about. So what about you and I? Do we want to radically change our lives for the better? Just get some communication 101 training. Today we're going to get it from Zig. This is a nine-minute clip. And if you want to take bigger action on dialing in your communication skills, go to ZigglerCertified.com and see what you can get involved in. Okay, folks, here then is Zig. Step number 23. In order to build a healthy self-image, we need to know how to communicate. Communication is so enormously important. Vocabulary is the key to communication. But confidence is what we build communication on. Now, I'm not talking about public speaking, being able to stand up and make a speech. But I am talking about effectively communicating with other people. People. That's what I'm talking about. So that we can understand what is being said. Your communication skills, your listening skill is one of the most important things there. Listen, learn to communicate. Step number 24, recognize, and incidentally, when I say communication skill and said I'm not talking about speaking, but let me talk about speaking for a minute. The biggest and fastest way to dramatically change the picture you have of yourself is to take a good course in public speaking. Now, a lot of the colleges offer them. The Dale Carnegie people have an excellent one. Naturally, our company has the best one. But you need, you need to develop that skill of communicating. Let me tell you one of the things that happens to that self-image. What happens a lot of times, most people give... Somebody who can stand up and speak without uh, collapsing, they give, you know, they give them credit for an intelligence they do not necessarily possess. Now, I don't let that get around. I mean, we want to keep that one very, very quiet. But uh, that is a matter of record. Learn how to stand up and address a group of people. What it will do for your image is absolutely remarkable. Let me give you two or three real fast Uh, steps you can take. Number one in becoming a public speaker, if you're afraid of talking to a group, don't talk to a group. What I do, and I don't know how many of you have noticed this, but I talk to you and I talk to you and I talk to you and I talk to you. I've never met a person in my life that I wasn't willing to talk to and chances are you haven't either. Talk to them one at a time. 
And, and if you've got somebody out there who is an old sourpuss, don't think that you've got to win them over and make friends with them. What you do is you seek out that person that, uh, you know, is responsive and friendly. And you talk to the friendly one. Get your support and encouragement from them. Second thing, how many of you recognize the name of uh, Alvin W. Barclay? Can I see your hands, please? All right. How many of you know who Arthur MacArthur is? How many of you are familiar with a lady who was seeking the Justice of the Peace office in a small New York town? Anybody have an idea who that might be? I didn't think you would. Well, the reason I mentioned uh, Arthur MacArthur and Alvin W. Barker and this lady who was running for the Justice of the Peace position up in the small New York community, as far as I know, those are the only three people who have given their lives trying to make a public speech. <laughs> now, you think about it. Over 12 billion people have walked the earth. Only three of them paid the supreme price. The odds are four billion to one. When you stand up to speak, you're going to be able to sit down under your own power. I mean, it's safe, folks. It's safe. It really is. More people get killed bathing than they do in public speaking. Step up with confidence is what I'm saying. Third little tip I will give you is this. We could lead an old Mississippi mule or for that matter, an Alabama or Georgia mule up on this stage right now. And he'd walk right across. He wouldn't be the least bit concerned about all you folks out there. But you lead a thoroughbred up here. And I guarantee you'd be all over the place. If you get a little nervous when you stand up to speak, just be grateful that you're a thoroughbred and not a mule. Is what I'm really saying. It will do a lot of things for your self-image. Step number uh, 24 recognize the fact that nobody really does look like those TV models and those glamour pictures and all of those things. Article in the Dallas Morning News pointed out that that does create problems with a whole lot of people. Be fair to yourself. Now, what you now want to do with step number 25 is make the right choice and that will have a marvelous impact on your self-image. It's safe to say that most problems are the cause of a poor self-image. We retreat, we don't go forward, we don't do the things we really are capable of doing. We sell ourselves short. That's the reason I keep getting back to the growth process. That's the reason I keep getting back to the cards we've been talking about. Step 25 is you need to make the right choice. The Japanese raise a tree. It's a bonsai tree. The bonsai tree takes years and years to cultivate and develop. It is an art. They're absolutely beautiful. The bonsai tree is anywhere from 12 to oh, 20, 22 inches tall. It can be any one of a number of species of trees. What they do is when the little tree pokes its uh, head above the soil, they extract it. They tie off some of the feeder roots and tap roots and they carefully shape it and they watch it grow. As I say, it gets, oh, 18, 20, 22 inches tall. Now, there's a tree out in California called the General Sherman. Uh, the General Sherman is nearly 300 feet tall. Uh, 
It's wide enough that you could literally drive two automobiles through it side by side. Engineers have estimated that if they were to cut it down and saw it up into lumber, that they could build 35 five-room houses. Now, the interesting thing is this. The bonsai tree and the General Sherman at one time were approximately the same size. Each weighed less than one three-thousandths of an ounce when they were seeds. But the bonsai tree had its growth stymied and stunted. The General Sherman fell into the rich soil of California. It was nourished by the richness of the soil, by the sunshine, and by the rain. And as a result, it grew to a forest giant. Now, neither the bonsai tree nor the General Sherman had a choice. But you have got a choice. You can grow. Tomorrow is a brand new day. Yesterday is gone. We've talked about making friends with yesterday. That's where this forgiveness and taking the steps is important. When you make friends with yesterday, focus on what you can do today and plan and prepare for tomorrow. That's when our life takes on new meaning and accomplishments grow. That's when we have the best chance of getting and acquiring and accomplishing all of the things. I mean, that's what gives us a legitimate chance to be happy and healthy and at least reasonably prosperous and secure. To have friends and peace of mind and good family relationships. To have more friends and to have that peace of mind. So Zig says to build a healthy self-image, we need to know how to communicate. And and I I usually think of communicating as a vehicle to achieve things. But to Zig's statement, I I really thought about it. I can't recall anyone I know who is a good communicator who doesn't have a fairly healthy self-image. Not perfect. I mean, there are many people on stage and in some form or another who have insecurities for sure. Sometimes those insecurities drive them there, but nobody's fully whole. It's not what we're talking about. But to do what they do, to stand up in front of a person or a thousand people, that takes some significant strength to effectively do that. Uh, And being able to have that strength will give you profound opportunities and success. That's what Zig is impeaching us with today. I mean, folks, I'm a writer. That's where I flourish. My thoughts and ideas and revelations and epiphanies and insights, anything of value generally come through pen and paper, whether it's on my deck with my journal or a keyboard and a screen but here via audio, it's a great vehicle to spread that message. I'm comfortable here. I've done my, uh, if, I, if I've done my gifting and writing out and doing some good scripting, then I can speak well. And some of that's what we're going to talk about here real briefly, just the preparation and the training. You know, on stage in front of thousands, I do a good job. I'm not real comfortable there. It's not a great desire Uh, But I do it for the sake of the message. And as such, I must do my training to do it well, to do it effectively. Otherwise, my message will fall on deaf ears. And that is tragic. And Zig is saying, get some skills. I mean, let's really, really look here. As Zig says, confidence is what we build communication on. Folks, let me tell you, I mean, don't take that statement at face value. There's, There's more than one side to what he's saying. Confidence that allows you to effectively communicate is not just, don't think about that as just, you have to have full confidence in and of yourself. I think, you know, if I'm inherently confident in myself, but you ask me to deliver a message on a topic I don't understand or don't believe in, or I'm not confident in, 
my personal self-confidence is not worth a whole lot. It'll be thwarted. But, you know, conversely, give me a topic I believe in, that I understand, that I've done my homework in, I do feel more confident. That's a big part of it. So I feel confident in delivering it, even if I don't feel confident in and of myself. Uh, so if you believe and know your topic, uh, but aren't real versed in preparing to, to deliver it well, your confidence is eroded. So that's another part of what Zig's talking about here. I think a lot of people do have a topic that they believe in, that they care about, that they know, but they don't feel confident because they know that they don't really know how to do speaking. So again, this isn't you going forward and saying, gosh, I have to, I have to go after a profession in public speaking. No, but he's just saying, have that skill so that when the time comes in front of one person or a thousand, you can effectively deliver this message that you care about, that you know, don't let it go by the wayside just because you haven't done your homework and how to deliver it so that people can have the grand benefit of hearing it. So again, don't think of confidence in delivering your message that you have to be in and of yourself, Mr. or Mrs. Self-confidence, be confident in your message and your ability to give it even if you yourself have insecurities. I mean, take a person as an example, who's terrified of public speaking and says, I'm the worst ever, but their child has gone missing. And man, they'll stand in front of a crowd at a mall with a loudspeaker and a heartbeat and do some fairly effective speaking. That's an exaggerated example, but it does showcase a reality of purpose and ability if you, and when you need it, uh, it's not a perfect analogy, but you get the point, believe in a message and know it and script and prepare and study your delivery. Then you'll get on stage or in front of a room or even in front of one important person. And though you're nervous and not perfectly confident in yourself, you'll be confident in that effort and be successful in it. I mean, please hear this. I, I, you know, I'll say for myself, I'm a classic introvert. Many people on stage are many comedians are, but they have a desire in them to deliver something, uh, to deliver something to people. And they do the work to be able to do that effectively because they have a desire to not because they are just natural extroverts. So whether a podcast in front of a mic, a desk in front of one person or a room full of 20 people or an auditorium in front of hundreds or, 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 or thousands of people, you can be confident in your message and ability to deliver it. Even again, if at the core you feel like an imposter, in which case you desperately need to listen to Ziegler show episode 426 right now. All right, go take a break and listen to that one. Well, next and of great importance, please don't let this go and think you know and understand it. This topic, Zig, Zig says one of your most important communication skills is listening. Well, wait a minute, a communication skill. We don't think about that. Communicating is us speaking, right? Exporting something out of us, telling, teaching, pouring, but listening, that feels like uh, that that's being imported into hearing and understanding. So why would Zig say that a primary communication skill is listening? Well, I'll tell you what Zig says right after I thank Salesforce for their sponsorship of this episode of the Ziggler show. If you do marketing in your business, hopefully you realize that mass emails or general ad campaigns are not as effective as they used to be. Salesforce is here to help Create a new path with your marketing and deliver the unique brand experiences your customers want. With Salesforce, marketers open doors between business units by sharing data 
to collaborate across marketing, sales, service, and commerce. Be smarter and more predictive with your marketing by making recommendations using collaborative data and solve concerns with service integration. Engage your customers on any device and channel in real time from social media to your connected products, gathering key insights into your customer and business relationships at every stage. Adjust campaigns so as you go to drive leads and pipeline, do all this and more while collecting data from every interaction to build a complete view of every customer and manage your marketing strategy from your desk to your phone. Be a customer trailblazer. Discover one connected platform for one connected customer experience with Salesforce, the customer success platform. Learn more at salesforce.com slash Ziggler. That's salesforce.com slash Ziggler. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
Zig says a primary communication skill is listening because, again, communicating is connecting and connecting is caring and understanding the recipient or recipients. So you must first know what they want. So, I mean, in this message, Zig really breezes by this statement, but it's a big deal. You cannot communicate value unless you truly know what your recipient truly needs. We all know this. We have all been been at the hand of somebody who's trying to, to give a sales pitch or try to convince us of something, and they are just going on, yeah, and all you hear is, wah, 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 and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this person doesn't care about me at all. They just care about what they think. And the person's missing it. They're robbing themselves because they may have something you need, but you've turned off because you realize they didn't ask you what you thought. They didn't ask you what your needs are. They're just going through their pitch and trying to push it down your throat and down your ears and, uh, and you're cut off and we've all been there. It feels terrible. And yet, uh, I know that in a heartbeat, I can almost be there if I don't pay attention and take this message captives. I mean, in one of my own businesses, personally, I sell an expensive health-related service. My closing rate is very high. I mean, first, it's a very rare offering. That helps. Second, I've written content on a website that filters people. So by the time they get to me, they are pretty qualified. They're filtered out. But then my methodology is so simple, and it is this. It is what I learned at the hands of Zig Ziglar and some other key influencers. I, I thank the person immensely for contacting us, and then I just ask them how they found out about us. And then say, you know, let's get into your story. Why did you, you're here because you have a need. Tell me what's going on with you. I mean, who doesn't want to answer that question at a heartfelt level? I mean, nobody likes to talk about anything more than they like to talk about themselves. And they came with a need. And now I'm saying, tell me. And they pour it out. So whether they take 10 seconds or 10 minutes, and on average, they'll take near 20, they tell me what they need. And I prod them along. Tell me more. Tell me more to really understand. And I'm literally sitting there taking notes, whether they can see me or not, whether on the phone or sitting next to me. And then this offers me on a silver platter, the opportunity to respond with exactly what they want and need, which in having integrity also allows us the opportunity, allows me the opportunity to not waste their time or mine. If what they need is something we can't offer well which is a classic Zig Ziglar scenario. Selling is caring is what Zig says. And you must care enough to not make the sale for you, but care for the customer. Um, but uh, you, know, you do that and you'll get raving fans as well. Even from the person you say, we're not for you, but here's an, a resource that I think would serve you best. Help them get what they need. All right. I mean, my job feels so easy as all I do is listen and it allows me to craft my offering around the need that they fully state. I can craft my message. If you get the chance to speak in front of a person, a group of people, let's say especially a group of people, whether it's again, 10 uh, at, at a place of work maybe, or a thousand on a stage, make sure you've done your homework and ask them what it is that they really need so that you can deliver that to them. I mean, it's big folks. It's a tactic and a strategy. It's called, it's called love and caring as well, but it also sells more. Listen to people, know what they need and want truly. Then be honest with what you can offer. Tell someone again that you can't give them what they need and then help them find someone else who can, and you'll create someone who will refer other people to you, even though they didn't use you. It's amazing. It's counterintuitive to selling, but completely logical and actually caring for others. That was, that's what Zig is about. So Zig goes on in this message to talk about the value of taking a public speaking course. And then folks, again, public speaking is not a joy of mine personally. It makes me nervous. It does. It always has. I think it always will. 
It doesn't inspire me. It doesn't fill me. It kind of is draining, but man, it's a powerful platform and you can harness that skill then so great with one person or three. It teaches you how you can win or lose an audience of one or a thousand. Um, so folks, it's, it's, he's saying, do this to help benefit yourself in any, in any aspect of sharing a message of communicating with someone else. I mean, do people listen to you truly? Do they ask you for counsel that should tip you off? It's kind of a big deal right there. I mean, being a listening ear, I used to have folks who would say, you know, maybe I should be a coach because people always come to tell me stuff. And I realized that a lot of times it's because they're just a listening, empathetic ear, which has great value. I mean, bless you if you're a great listener, uh, listening ear for the needy and the hurting and, and empathetic towards them. Um, they may be people that others won't, won't take the time to do that for. That's a great value, but it is very different. It's not the same as someone who people come to, to get counsel from that people come to, to share, but for the reason of getting actual help, people seek counsel from those that they not only trust to have wisdom and insight, but from those that they just uh, trust in, in and of themselves. I know many, many very wise people who have great knowledge and truth, but who unfortunately I don't trust to actually listen to me so they can really help lead me to truth. That's relevant to what I need. I mean, back to the selling that I do in the healthcare arena. If I just start spouting off on what we do and what we can offer and how great we are and how we can save the world, I don't know the need of the person in front of me. So I'm playing Russian roulette. It's a waste and a risk of my time and theirs. I've got to shut up and listen. And I find myself sometimes with a, with somebody, you know, on the other end of the line and I realize, Oh my gosh, I am just talking nonstop. And I'll, I'll just, I'll stop myself once in a while. I've done that and just said, Oh my gosh, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you tell me what you need. And they'll go, no, 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 go on, go on. That's great. But there's also lots of times when they'll go, okay. And they'll go off on a tangent. I'll realize, Oh my gosh, I just left the reservation a little bit ago. And I'll come back. Uh, thank you that they are leading me back to where they need value. Obviously, hitting a soapbox for me because, folks, I hate to see a great message and offering buried under bad presentation. People do judge a book by its cover. I've seen the most anointed messages killed. Uh, you know what? I, I spent a lot of time in the Christian publishing arena, and I saw these great, I, I believe, truly anointed, miraculous messages that people were given by God. And the author in that vein, and I understand it, but they thought this is a message divinely given to me, God, the God who can part the sea. Uh, and so if, if he gave it to me, he'll have everybody read it. He'll make millions read it. I just got to get it out there. And you know what? That seems right. But for every sea that God parted, he also said, uh, for every, he said, he said a hundred times, go seek wisdom. If not a thousand to one, go seek wisdom. And I've seen, I believe anointed messages die because of a bad cover, a bad headline, a bad premise. And that is tragic. We've got to do our work. That's what Zig is saying here. He's saying, do your work, learn how to communicate just the basic skills. All right, deep breath back to Zig's message here. I love this. People give somebody who can stand up and speak. This is what Zig said. They give someone who can stand up and speak without collapsing credit for an intelligence they do not necessarily possess. That's, that's pretty significant. We've always joked about that back to book authoring that you can say something over and over and over, but as soon as you put it physically into a book and lay it out there, all of a sudden it has this gravity 
and people believe it and trust it. All you did was take it out of your mouth or your head and put it on paper. That does not make it truth. But as to what Zig said, they'll credit you for an intelligence that sometimes you may not possess. Well, folks, that's what's tragic there is you may have a great message, but uh, you're not communicating it well. While Meanwhile, somebody else who has done the homework to understand how to communicate well is effectively delivering a message that is inferior to yours. That's tragic. We do have to, if it it feels like playing a game, absolutely. Absolutely. Communication is about caring for somebody else. It's not about just how you naturally come to it. And so you do need to call it playing a game if you want. But if if the game is understanding and caring for someone, then let the games begin. Got to learn to stand in front of people and deliver a message. What it will do for our self-image, this is what Zig says, is absolutely remarkable. But I don't think he means what it will do inside of just inside of you for your self-image, but what it will do for the image others have of you. I know this. I, I don't always think of myself as a great communicator. I question and doubt myself a lot. But when strangers and those close to me then testify that I really reach them, I can't help but accept it and admit, well, gosh, I must have some value here, which then increases my inherent ability. It's, a, it's not a vicious cycle. It's a glorious cycle. Well, next, Zig gets in talking literal strategies, like not talking to a group. So now he's talking about, okay, when you are in front of a group, again, whether it's 10 people or 10,000, um, that uh, talking to one person helps so much. And I've experienced this. I've been nervous. I've got up on, gotten up on a stage in front of hundreds of people. And if I don't think about it, I end up kind of looking over their heads, looking over the heads of the audience, focusing here and there. And I think sometimes it looks like I'm, I'm searching for Waldo. And I have to remember this and it helps what Zig says, look at a guy on the left side in the middle, then uh, that lady there in the middle, that looks like she's really paying attention. Uh, and now, now go to the kid up front. Okay. Now there's an older person in the back on the right side. that seems to be real intent and then flip flop that go to the other direction. Uh, this is why specific teaching and training can make so much difference. And people it's, it's a, from a personal message standpoint, just talking we do so much. I'm sure you've heard, if you listen to podcasts, there are some that are almost a stumbling block because the person is so full of, um, er, like, you knows, um, er, like, I mean, just over and over. And, oh my gosh, I cannot hear your message for those stumbling blocks or a, an issue, an issue that I have often have is I'll get impassioned with something and I'll start talking so fast, but da, 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 da. Well, Zig knew better than that. That's why he talked very succinctly and he made those expressions and he gave a very important pause. And you listen, man, it, it, I still struggle with that. You know, you're here listening. Uh, apparently I do a good enough job for uh, tens of thousands of people to listen to, but maybe it would be even more if I was Zig. Well, it would be, he was a master. I still need to grow in that mastery. And you'll notice when he's talking about that, talking to somebody, notice he says not to focus on the sourpuss, but an engaged person. And I'll also, I, I think it's impossible to speak to a group or a crowd without having often expected a sourpuss. You can't please everyone. I mean, even in this podcast that people have chosen to subscribe to and they continually download it, we get negative reviews. Uh, I mean, at, at the Ziggler Show, not a lot, but we do. I mean, you can go into iTunes, you can go into Stitcher and, and you can find them here. But uh, I, honestly, here's a, here's a a criticism that we get. I get it. Some of our other Ziggler, all of our other Ziggler leaders have gotten it, including Tom Ziggler, where it's, well, you're not Zig. 
uh, yeah, he, he died a while back. So we're here to continue that legacy. I, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> so to us, it seems like that's kind of a funny criticism, but it is, you're going to get criticism and you should listen to it. As my wife says, eat the fish, spit out the bones. I try to consider it, but realize a lot of times people are just giving you pot shots because that's what they do. Uh, find somebody who's given one bad review somewhere. They've given others generally. They try to drag others down in an effort to find peace with themselves. There's just humanity out there. Again, you've got to understand not, not to just discount it, okay, and talk bad about those with criticism because uh, you can also say for every one person that criticizes outwardly and opens up and speaks about it, there may be 20, the other, 20 others that feel the same way but didn't go to the effort. So, you know, listen to it, but you have to judge the spirit from which it came. Okay, Zig's next point. I, wow, I, this was this is great. I had not heard him say this again. Lead a mule on stage and it doesn't matter. Mule just stands there looking meager and drooling, doesn't notice, doesn't care. But a thoroughbred, they know they're being watched. So the fact that you know you're being looked at, that you are nervous, means you're alive. If you weren't nervous and aware, then you'd we'd know you didn't care. And if you don't care, we don't care. Again, back to Ziegler's show, episode 426, where Roy Williams talks about the imposter syndrome and says, you know what? That's normal and healthy. It would be weird and odd and bad if you didn't have it. Well, last points here. Zig goes on to talk about self-image and how we as humans generally sell ourselves short. And folks, you know, when I was crafting this show, I was in my home sitting upstairs. Uh, we got a study up there. My wife was downstairs talking with her mother, my mother-in-law. Seven of my children were in the home at the time, six of them asleep. An eighth was on her way home after a successful cross-country race. Two more were at college, but getting ready to come home the next morning uh, for a big weekend combo celebration of birthday parties for some of their siblings. And I thought, you know what? When I sell myself short, I sell them short. Instead of inspiring them, I, I discourage them. So is there a better charge to hear than that? You can sell yourself short and discourage your family and friends and coworkers, anybody who comes in contact with you, or you can work to bolster your self-image and abilities and potential and inspire others, lift them. And folks, I'll tell you, for every person you lift and inspire, you'll lift yourself 10 times more, increase your ability to inspire and lift that many more others tenfold. It is, again, that crazy, beautiful, glorious cycle. So Back to this thing. We're going to end here. Zig says communication. You need the skill. Communication is connecting and caring uh, for others, listening to them, and then being able to take your message and get past any obstacles and deliver it so that people can hear it. They can benefit from it and they need what you have to offer, but you must do your work to deliver it in a way that they can accept it and digest it and have great fruit from it. Thank you for being here with me. It's an honor to walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. Look forward to being with you in the next Ziggler Show.